The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. You're listening to Adam Carricker on The Ticket on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Adam Carricker on The Ticket. It is time for the people's segment where we get to your questions, comments, concerns, thoughts, and or otherwise. I don't know what otherwise is, but it just fits in there while I'm talking. I tend to talk pretty fast and things just come out. All right, but real quick, before we dive into the people's segment... Check out GELandscapesupply.com. That's GELandscapesupply.com. And or call 402-467-1627. Also, Character Chronicles returns August 1st. CharacterChronicles.com, the website with so much merchandise. Connor Hayden from Corn Craze. John Johnston, who's not boring. Uh, Ashley Spitznoggle's art, along with 93.7, the ticket content, Chronicles content, Big Ten Show content. We'll be launching August 15th. Let's get to your questions all right, an unnamed texter. Want me to use your name? Just simply send your name. If you want anonymity, that's okay too. What is the toughest player in the NFL you ever played against? So there's always one guy. There's always two guys who immediately pop into my mind. The first guy is Larry Allen. Okay, the strongest man to ever play in the history of the NFL. Okay, go look him up. 800-pound bench press. I didn't believe it until I saw it, and then it didn't look as hard as it should. And then I played against him. And honestly, my reaction afterwards was, he only benches 800. It was the first time in my life I, I, I tended to be stronger than most people I played against. I say that with all humility in the world. I, I, I remember getting ready for, to play the Niners. He was on the Niners at that point towards the end of his career. He didn't move great, but he was still strong. Jim Hazlitt, D coordinator, comes up to me. It was my second NFL game ever. First game was against the Carolina Panthers. Second game, 49ers, a division game. Coach Haz comes up to me and just starts laughing. Just laughing. No, hey, how you doing? No, good morning. You know, did you sleep well last night? That'd be an odd question to ask. But he didn't ask me nothing. Just starts laughing. I'm like, what's so funny? He goes, <laughs> rookie, Larry Allen. Oh, and he just walked away. And I was like, you mother. Oh, and I learned right away why he laughed. And Larry Allen was not only strong, he was insanely tough. Had just, he played two and through the whistle and then some. In fact, the first play I ever went against him was a pass play. Okay, so how physical can he be on a pass play? Well, it wasn't what happened you know, in the middle of the play is what happened towards the end of the play. He tried to legit punch me right in my mouth. Okay, cool. Let's do this. Let's dance. Let's light this candle. But as I'm running away, he goes, you mother effing rookie. I'll be here all day. You and a whole bunch of things that I'm not going to say on live radio here. And so it was a war. I'm not going to lie. He won. It was not even close. I say it was a war because I want to feel good. He definitely won the first battle. But we played him again later that year. And I decided not to be a moronic moron because I clearly wasn't going to overpower him. I watched film of the first game. That wasn't fun. And so going into the second game, I decided to use my youth. Uh, I definitely had a quickness advantage against his, uh, you know, he's a little bit older, wasn't moving quite as well. And I'm not going to say that I won it decisively like he did the first game, but I think I won the battle the second game. Probably, I don't know, 55, 45, maybe 60, 40, if I want to feel good about myself, just using my quickness. So uh, definitely the, you know, unequivocally one of the toughest guys I ever played against. Another guy would be Richie Incognito, a guy that I know so well. Went against him every day for three years at Nebraska. Then I get drafted to the Rams. There he is. Every day for three years in St. Louis. Then he kind of bounces around all over the place. I'm in D.C. We're down in Miami playing the Dolphins. 
and uh, we're going against each other again. And so the first time in an actual NFL game against each other, first time in an actual game, it was always just all these practices, year after year, day after day. Like, he was the left tackle. I was the right end at Nebraska. And then in St. Louis, he was the guard, and I was the three-technique three and or nose guard. So we went against each other every day, and then finally in Miami, it was, um, it was in an actual game. But that dude had a mean, nasty streak a mile wide, and he was somebody you did not like when he was on the other team, but you sure loved him when he was on your team. All right, next question, the people's segment. Cheeseburger Downer says the conference realignment is worrisome. If they get it down to two power conferences or even three, is there going to be a national championship game or will it be a conference championship and that's it? Or do they compete against each other to see which conference wins? So if I am right, and there is potentially three major conferences, so to speak, a 20-team Big Ten, a 20-team SEC, and a 40,000-team Big 12 or somewhere between 20 to 28, uh, I think you take the... I think I think it's honestly I don't think it's going to change much. It may just still be the top twelve teams, but you know why? It doesn't make the most sense. It makes the most money. And then what's going to happen is they're going to go to the top sixteen, and they're just going to destroy the regular season. I know that's a topic for another day. We could spend eighty shows on the old BCS versus the CFP four versus going to twelve teams versus going to sixteen. Okay, I think it's not going to change the playoff because the playoffs going to make the most money. Okay. So I do, there will obviously be automatic champions, uh, champions from each conference bid and maybe the top four from each conference. If there's, you know, three major conferences or top three get automatic bids and then there's wild cards. Maybe they find a way to include the, since there's going to be a lot less conferences, you know, G5, G4, G18 teams in there just, just to try to incorporate them into the dance. But they're not big money makers, so they're not going to worry about it too much. All right, Notorious BIB says, do you think there are any future Hall of Fame Huskers on this year team. Now, this is an intriguing question because I see a lot of talent, a lot of potential guys, and there's going to be guys that I don't name because there's always guys that pop up out of nowhere. Okay, so some of the guys, as I look at the roster, the depth chart, they just kind of pop out immediately. But again, I don't know. I'm going more off talent than anything else right now until we start winning more games. You look at Jeff Sims, uber talented guy. He's got multiple years left of eligibility. Gabe Irvin, the first ever, ever, Nebraska running back to start his first game as a true freshman. Okay, an injury has kind of hampered him. Now he's healthy. Matt Rule's already noted him. Hasn't really done much because he hasn't been able to, but he's got the talent and ability. I mean, you look at a guy like, you know, Teddy Prochaska showed great, been battling injuries, but he's got lots of years of eligibility left. You know, Billy Kemp looked great in the spring game. Can he, can he, you know, what can he do in one year? He's a senior. So it's hard. It's hard. I'm just giving guys that kind of stick out, but it's hard to point out everyone who might have a chance. Malcolm Hartsock finally started as a freshman last year. He's got lots of years of eligibility, clearly talented, clearly a good player. Could he Could he get to that level? Luke Reimer, Nick Henrich, guys who've been tackling machines the past few years. How do they wind up? You know, Ty Robinson started for 54 years already, but he's still got two years of eligibility left. Thank you, COVID rules. And I'm happy that Ty's got more years left, just to be clear. There's so many guys that have the talent or ability. Brian Buscini, Sam Cook just made the Nebraska Football Hall of Fame as a punter. I mean, this was the guy that was the best punter in all of FCS a couple of years ago before he transferred to Nebraska. You know, can he have that gigantic year? And he's still got multiple years left in front of him of eligibility left. It's hard to answer this because I, I don't see anyone right now that I look at and I like, that guy's basically in right now. He just has to not screw it up. It's a bunch of guys with so much talent and guys, again, that I, I, I couldn't even mention because they're young and we haven't seen them develop just yet. We don't know how they're going to look when they get on the field. I see lots of guys with the potential, the ability,
to one day be a Nebraska Football Hall of Famer. You know the biggest thing that will help them? Win more games. Winning more games is by far the biggest thing that will help them because it's funny. Every year, the teams with the most all-conference players, all-Americans players, you know, they tend to be the teams that win the most games. Why? Because they're probably the best teams because they got the best players, but you're also going to get noticed more. All right, ladies and gentlemen, have a great week. I will see you next Monday noon to 1 p.m. Central Time, the fastest hour in radio each and every week. Grab lunch and come join me. And until next time, Husker Nation, go Big Red Nose. Remember to throw the bug. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.